strategize together. Let's hear it from an expert. Join the conversation, it's informative and free. You and me, let's talk some strategy. Here's your host, Doreen Morin Van Dam. Hello, everybody. My name is Doreen Morin Van Dam, and I'm back with another episode of Strategy Talks. And I'm very excited. This is the first episode of season, season two that I'll have two guests on. So make sure you stay tuned. Before I welcome my guests to the stage, I want to welcome you. If you're here live, let us know where you're joining us from and on what platform you're watching Strategy Talks. If you're watching this on the replay and you have a question for our guests throughout the show, uh, make sure you put hashtag replay and then a question so that way we can find um, your question. And last but not least, if you're here listening to Strategy Talks, we want to welcome you, especially as a podcast listener, and we appreciate you. So today we're going to talk about collaborative book writing. Um, before I introduce you to my two special guests, I want to do a quick shout out to our sponsor. They are Social Insider, the intuitive dashboard for social media analytics, reporting, and competitors analysis for brands and agencies. So if you need data, you need Social Insider. So I'm excited to welcome to the stage Frank and Fiona. How are you today? Awesome. Thank you. Great, great to so, be here. Yeah, so I'm just starting my day. It's 8 a.m. on the East Coast of the U.S. Frank, you're about 1 p.m. And then Phi, how late is it where you are in Australia? In 10 p.m. down here. 10 p.m. So we are stretching through <laughs> three different time zones to be here today. And we're going to talk about an amazing book. And if you have not seen um, this book, I'll put it right in front the most amazing marketing book ever. Um, yeah, there we go. All three of us hold it up. There we go. Um, we're going to talk about that book and how it came to be and how you could implement some of these strategies that this group implemented to potentially write a book if that's something that you've been wanting to do forever. So before um, we get talking, let me just tell you who our guests are today. Fiona is a dynamic and highly ethical social media and online community strategist, consultant, speaker, and author at I Respect Online. She's a contributing author to that newly released Most Amazing Marketing Book Ever with Mark Schaefer and Friends, where she wrote the chapter on building community. And she's the author of Future Proof Your Kits. Frank, Frank Prendergast, is one half of the husband and wife team, Frank and Marcy. They're award-winning digital marketers who help businesses rise above the blah through brand strategy, content marketing, and conversion copywriting. Frank, you wrote a chapter on marketing research in this book. So I am just excited to be here. We've been trying to put to get you on the Strategy Talks show for months, and here we are. So I'm very excited. So let's welcome you, Frank. Just top of your head, what have you learned from writing a collaborative book? I just let's let's dive in. What are what is one lesson or one thing that you that is been a huge takeaway for you? Yeah, I mean, we so I wrote the chapter with my wife Marcy. We worked together, as you said, and you know when you're in a small business like that, 
everything it's just the two of us everything falls to us everything we're doing everything in the business and it's easy to forget that even in those situations you know you don't have to do everything yourself you can you can join communities you can be supported and you can do amazing things uh with the support of a community like that so I would love to write a book, but I'm not there yet. And I would look at the time commitment and be like, whoa, I, I can't do that right now. But to co-author a book like this, yeah, absolutely. Uh, myself and Marcy can, can collaborate, write one chapter. Absolutely, we can fit that in. So I think, you know, it was just in, an incredible reminder that like even in a small business, solopreneur or duopreneur like we are, you can still achieve amazing things by collaborating with people. That's awesome. Maybe I should be doing that too, because I'm struggling <laughs> with the same as you. Like I want to write a book, but I've been down that road of the commitment. So yeah, absolutely. How about you, Fiona? Yeah, well, for me, I had sort of slacked off on my writing. <laughs> it's been a long time between. Um, so having the experience, I think, of um, was in a collaborative sense, has been um, really beautiful. Even though when I wrote my first book, I was in a group where um, we were called the doing a program called KPI, Key Person of Influence, and um, I chose to write a book through that. So we did have also people pushing, pushing, pushing for that time commitment that you mentioned, and that is so vital. But I think what I really loved about this was that it just, here's me writing about community in the middle of the most amazing community experience you could ever imagine. So, you know, I'm... I think it highlighted for me how important it is to have the right people and the right mindset and the fact that everybody who did put up their hands throughout the book, nobody had egos in the way. So I think one thing I really learned is that, you know, it's, it shows collaboration works so much better when the egos are out of the room and everyone has that common goal that they're sharing. Oh, that is so good. I was like listening to you going, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> the collaborative piece, I get. I'm a runner. And so if I don't have somebody waiting for me at 5.30 a.m., it's hard pressed for me to go out by myself in the dark and go for a run, right? But if I know somebody's there and they're waiting for me, I am not going to disappoint them. And I love that about the collaborative book writing. It probably is easier with deadlines, I imagine. Um, as you were saying something, uh, if I want to jump on that, you said the most amazing community. Let's talk about this community that you were part of that got you writing this book. Frank, you want to start with that and then we'll go back to Fiona? Yeah, so I mean, I had come across the Rise community um, I was pretty new to the Rise community when the, they started talking about the book. And I was just like, wow, this is an incredible opportunity. But I'm I'm probably too new to the community, you know, to be involved in this. And I think it's testament to just like how supportive the community is that like another community member reached out to me and was like, why haven't you put your name forward? You need to put your name forward. It is just it is a really supportive community. It's Mark Schaefer's Rise community. Um, and. I can't remember how Mark puts it himself, but like there is, I think he says there's zero tolerance for toxicity. Mm. So it is, you know, it is the most respectful, in-depth community um, that I, that I've been a part of. Um, and I have, I've just gotten so much out of it. I've grown so much. 
um i yeah i just i can't say and i can't praise it highly enough really um and it is i think all down to the way that mark attracts people into the community and the way that he leads the community which is in a way he says himself that over time he just wants to be another member yeah. right so we're gonna go to fiona and fiona put on your community manager hat so as a community manager, community manager to community manager, what is it about this community that works? Because yes, we're talking about collaborative book writing, but it's all about community collaboration, right? So what is it that makes that community so special? And what lessons, what strategy can we implement in our own community to make ours work as beautifully yeah. as yours is? Well, one of the things I've always said is that whoever leads a community needs to be present. And Mark has done that down to a T. So you've got the support of that and you've also got the fact that he's done the one thing that really makes a community thrive is that he actually not only does he lead but he also takes a step back and allows us to lead. Like he's so open to any of our conversations. I mean, when I was listening to Frank talk just then, it was just, I felt like it's kind of like every day you go in there, it's a mastermind, right? If you want it to be, you can get into a into an amazing conversation. It's broken up into really good groups. Um, you know, for some people, like depending on the community you're in, um, it doesn't have the challenges that you have as a community manager with, in regards to like toxic ads and things. And simply because those rules are really adhered to. And I don't think we've really ever had to, maybe one person, I think, once got removed but um for the most part it's almost that filtering it's a, you come in and you've got to have that mindset that you want to collaborate you want to learn you want to share your knowledge and you're open to learn from other people and I think so and that's really hard as community managers we can be given a whole hot pot of stuff that we have to work for but I think it does highlight the importance of being able to really set that culture and then work towards that. And if you've lost a bit of that, that you do need to maybe do some culling and reinforcing of rules in order to, um, and guidelines, you know, using the word rules. But once you've got the right people together, that supportiveness takes over and your job just becomes so much easier because you just don't really have to deal with that. Um, but because it's not a community where people are, are like pushing their own ways, it really is a knowledge sharing community. So, you know, it doesn't have a lot of that, like I said, the ego-y thing where people go, hey, buy my staff or I'm better at this than you. It's very much like we all know we can learn from each other in some way. And um, and I think also we do have sections where, you know, if someone knows there's a job coming up, they might put that up there and that sort of thing. There's an open chat section for, you know, if you're just having a bad day, you just go in there and go, uh, you know, I need some support, please, you know, kind of thing. Um, and I think having that has made it more of the feeling, that real true feeling of like you get in a warm, happy family community. You know, the, the community feel is, is very tight and very um inclusive i think inclusivity is one of the biggest things too i don't know if that's really giving great tips <laughs> along the no, way that's this but. is this is wonderful so at the end of the conversation today we're going to tell you how you can go check out the community or where you go to i guess apply so we'll do that in just a little bit but i want to dive into that book writing piece right so now you're in the community frank you were new Fi, you had been in it right from the start um where mark you know started this community at social media marketing world um and then you know you start talking about a book 
Mark has written, I think, 10 books, right? Correct? Yeah. So <laughs> I've talked to Mark about book writing and, you know, he's given me some tips on how to get started. And so his knowledge on not just his knowledge on how to write a book, but also how to then publish it and market it, I'm sure really helped the process. But what are yeah. some first steps that you that you took as a group? You had a sign up sheet and then everybody said, yes, I want to be part of it. Then how did you move forward? Because say I want to write a book with three friends. This is going to be a great blueprint for somebody to follow. And you don't have to share all of your secrets. But um, Fiona, <laughs> like, you know, you've got everybody signed up. You've got 36 people want to contribute. Then what? Everybody just goes into their little corner? Or do you have a template? No. Do you have a... What do you do next? It was really beautifully organized. But it, it was organic. Like, because the idea came up where somebody... I think it was Dan Nestle, one of the writers, who just sort of said we were talking and we're having a great, and he said, there's so much knowledge here, we should write a book. And Mark kind of went, hey, I'm open to that. <laughs> and that's where it came from. Um, and one of the things we also had was we're talking, Mark is so well-respected, such an amazing soul as well, brilliant mind, you know, um, futurist, has written books on community that was intimidating, um, <laughs> you know. Um, but one thing was that all of us, we had to do our best because we were representing his name. We are backing him. So there was a that part of us that every single one of us wanted to step up to the plate because of the huge respect we have for Mark. And so that was, I think, really um, a good part of it. And I know I'll, I'll pass over to Frank because he joined in, you know, as you said, a bit later so that you kind of know uh, what your experience was. But I know at the start of it, there was very much um, Mark had um, Cammy that he's worked with before. She's also one of the authors. And she, he kind of asked her, would you like to sort of manage this part of it? So she, with her team, got up some spreadsheets and we started working out, you know, Mark has been transparent as well through the whole process, including from, you know, money that we invested in in order to get it going and then how money comes back and all those sort of things um, been very very well run in regards to that um and then and i'm just only talking right about that first sign up part of it um and so basically they listed some ideas and topics and you put your name down if you felt like you could answer you know that topic um but i don't want to take the whole conversation so all I'll right frank, frank over to you <laughs> yeah so i think more of um, within the community when a project springs up Mark will often uh, look for the people who are kind of like most engaged on that topic and then suggest that maybe they become like project leaders for that project. So in this instance, we had, I'm not going to remember exactly who now, uh, but there was Dan Nessel, there was Joanne Taylor. Who have I forgotten, Fiona? There was another editor as oh, well. Oh, another editor. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> so, apologies for forgetting who, but... Um, so, so they were the team put kind of, they were the, the project leading team. Uh, yeah. Mark wrote his chapter as quickly as possible in order or as early as possible in the project in order to give the rest of us a template to work from an idea of what was expected. Okay. So, and then I think, um, the editors worked on a style guide together as well, so that even though the chapters were going to different people on the team they were all working from a, a style guide to keep them all um on the same page in terms of in terms of what um 
what the overall style of the chapters should be. So it was, it was extremely well organized from that perspective. The entire project was laid out very, very early on with deadlines and uh, dates that we had to hit and what was going to happen when. And then that continued on as well, not just from the writing, but through into the marketing of the book as well, um, where Cami did the same kind of thing for the entire marketing process. What were the deadlines we'd have to hit? What would have to be done when? So yeah, really, really quite tightly organized, but with the burden shared across um, a, a team of people so that not, yeah. you know, everything didn't fall to Mark or everything didn't fall to like one team leader or, you know. Yeah, like the cover design, for example. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> so I take uh, credit. <laughs> yeah, so we, Mark got, Mark and Cami, I think, met and were chatting about the marketing of the book. And one of the things that came up was, could we design the cover using artificial intelligence? And because I had recently actually published a post on Mark's blog about using AI to illustrate blog posts, Mark got in touch with me and said, do you think it'd be possible to do this for the book cover? And I said, I have absolutely no idea. I do not know because like a book cover is very different to illustrating a blog post. Yes. Um, so I really, yeah, I really wasn't sure, but I said to Mark, you know what? We have <laughs> to find out. We have to find out if this is yeah. possible. Yeah. Um, and again, the process was not just using AI, but also very much involving the community in the process. So feedback all the way along in terms of what were the concepts we might want to convey, what were the types of images that AI was coming up with that resonated most with people, and then finally, you know, which of the cover versions that we were coming up with uh, resonated with people the most. So all along the way, there was feedback loops there. So it was. That it was, was going to be my question. I want to know about feedback loops. Okay. So you've got like 35 plus people working together and then other people, editors and, and experts, different level of expertise. There's a lot of stuff going on. You have deadlines, which is awesome, but you need every single person to meet a deadline. You're going to end up with bottlenecks usually. But I love that you just said feedback loops. I'm in the agile space, right? So we we do iterations. We this is good enough, and then we're yeah. gonna you know put out the next version. Is that kind of that process? You just were like, this is the deadline. This is what we have. We're gonna move along to the next phase because <laughs> this is what we have, and we're not gonna go back and wait for this one person who keeps saying yes but keeps doing no. Like we, you just move it along. One person, one person did actually get cut for that somebody else stepped up for a chapter there because uh if if they weren't part of it and weren't adhering then you know it would upset the entire apple cart so you know i think you know we might have to at one point say hey you know are you gonna deliver and when they went oh, i don't think i can it was like okay we got someone else in and, okay. and that was amazing so but yeah i think that um yeah, the whole that whole process was that we already knew that we had to get our draft in by such and such, and we knew it would come back to us from the editor, and we just had to wait because they had a huge job, the three of them, to to go through everything. Um, um, but you know, it depends. Like you know, some some people are more skilled writers than others, so, so you got a harder job with some, and you know, not as much with others, I suppose. But I wanted to state just running back to that AI because. This all the content in the book is human, right? AI was just starting and it was mostly on the illustrative side, the artistic side where it was just going bang at the time, which it just shows you how fast that went. Because now you know, it's all about the words, right? Yeah. Now we're in, yeah. you know, fall of 2023. 
yeah, Frank was Frank was jumping into something very, very new that we're all just like playing around with. And and one thing I'd like to touch on too on that in regards to collaboration within the um, the Rise Group is that we also do delve into Web three, and we had like we've had a Web three art show and stuff like that. So you know, um, you know, we were all trying AI and, and experimenting with things. But Frank just was amazing with that. And we also took the three that the uh, covers that the community itself said, okay, we like out of those, we then all took those versions to our own communities and asked them to vote on as well. And overwhelmingly they loved the explosion of ideas. So happening. this is a perfect segue to my next question. How did you use the power of... 30 plus communities of 30 plus personalities of personal brands. And how did you, cause I'm thinking one person with a pretty big community like Mark, but then he has Fiona who is a pretty big community and is well known. And you know, you're definitely an OG, right? For sure. In the <laughs> marketing. And then there is Frank who has a whole community in Ireland. And I know Marion is in my community. Marion Abrams lives in Vermont where does. I am and she has a podcast community. So how, what strategy, this is what I want to get down to. Then when we get to the marketing of the book, right? We talked about the getting the idea yeah. and working together. How did you use that power? Because power there was, I am sure, in this. How did you use that and what strategies that you use? Because this is the meaty part of this conversation. I want to like pick your brain, but we have only about like eight minutes left. So um, do you want to go? Because you had a lot yeah. to do with, with that side of it well, too. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I think Cami, Cami came up with an ingenious idea which was to do a 24-hour live stream because we had 36 authors as you say we all had our own communities we were all across different time zones um and so she came up with this idea doing a 24-hour live stream and every author came on and chatted about the process of their book and some of the tips in the book um and and of course that was propagated out through each individual's community um, and also remained as a bank of content that supported the book. Um, so I think, you know, there, there is a, there is a portal that you can log into still and choose, you know, which uh, live streams, which recordings to watch. If you're interested to find out a bit more about the book, you can go in and you can look at different chapters and, and get, get a sense for who the authors are and where the ideas came from and what some of the tips are. So, I mean, that was a that was a fantastic idea. And I think that gave us the I mean, it, obviously, as authors, we were taking part in it. And when you were taking part in it, it felt like a festival. Um, mm -hmm. I remember we had stuff that we had to do. Obviously, I, I couldn't stay on a, a live stream for 24 hours. We had stuff that we had to do. And I remember how difficult it was to tear myself away from watching the other authors. Um, so hopefully, hopefully some of our audience felt similarly that, you know, it, that it was genuinely um, compelling content. And it certainly gave us the launch boost that we needed. Um, yep. And it meant that we it meant that we had a, a launch um, uptick in sales. It meant that we had um, we had an uptick in reviews right from the start. Uh, so yeah, I think I think uh, Cami deserves a um, yeah a lot of yeah. a lot of respect for for coming up with that ingenious idea. Um, <laughs> Fiona, 
I'll jump in just a little bit there because, again, that became another collaboration. Just to reiterate, Rise's marketers, like they're marketers that are in this community um, and there were different skills in there. So when Cami put that up, they were looking for people to help and so I had done 24-hour events before, so there I was and I had a lot of stuff already prepared that we could then reuse and we had Ian Anderson Gray. And, of right. course, he's got heaps of event experience um, in regards to the back end. So between the three of us, we were able to really, you know, nail that down. And on top of those resources that Frank was mentioning, all of us were given, you know, Cammy's team gave us, you know, um, we had images of the book cover and we had lots and lots of social media things that we could grab to create content. Um, there was a squirrel. Was that Marion that did the squirrel? I think. So. Yes, she did. Yes. Yeah. I've been following this book for, you know, I was part of the live, not part of the live show, but I watched part of the live show with the different people and um, definitely remember the 24 hour live. And yeah, she did um, an ingenious series of the squirrel with the right. book. And it, it just, Yes. Every, every time I looked around, one of my friends was holding up the book going, I'm an author. And so that was just amazing to me that so yeah. many marketers that I knew were part of this project. And so I know there was power in all of you together. So besides a 24 hour live stream and, you know, everybody doing their own marketing, was there anything else that you collaborated on? Do you collaborate on the message that went out? Did you have social copy that you shared or that you each share yeah. just your point of view from your chapter? Well, Cami sent us regular emails to kind of keep us on track and she would frequently have uh, prompts for what kind yeah. of thing that you could post. And then along with those prompts, there would be something that you could share. Like if you just wanted a cut and paste, um that was there for you as well to support you but obviously the encouragement was there to share your own stories and and um and there was also a there's also a um there's another resource so there's we have like <laughs> there's a huge amount of material associated with this book there's another resource where you can literally just click in and click through uh, the different authors and topics and questions that were asked of the authors um, I actually don't have the URL for that handy, but maybe I'll send it on to you later. Um, so yeah, there were there were a lot of collaborations, a huge amount of content generated, and again, all in a very kind of um, be, all in a very easy way because it was distributed across thirty six people. Wow, yeah. That's, go ahead, Fiona. I was just going to say, and it didn't matter whether you had you know two thousand, ten thousand, or twenty followers. Um, because so, some of the people had massive expertise but perhaps had been more in an academic setting so they weren't out looking for, you know, big numbers of people to follow them and things like that on other channels. Um, generally that everyone had pretty good followings on LinkedIn and stuff like that I think as well which was pretty pretty powerful I think is to, to have that. But, yeah. yeah, just being able to access all of that and then also having that... Um, process behind made it so much easier all right my last question to both of you is is if you were to spearhead your own collaborate book writing project in with your own community who what characteristics would you be looking for for co-authors that you've learned that you've taken away from this if say somebody is listening to this podcast somebody has been watching it and says you know i want to do this who, what would they be looking for in people to say, 
they would make a good co-author. If either of you have a couple of maybe words or ideas, I would love that. Yeah, I'll throw in a couple of words. They have to have a collaborative mindset um, and they need to know their content. They have to be, you know, an, an expert in their field or a specialist of some sort that really or have enough knowledge because we actually had some people maybe weren't actual specialists in their chapter but they had the right knowledge to be able to put that together. Um, and just that commitment, that real desire, the love of what you're doing within that community, um, that you are supportive and drop that ego. <laughs> okay. How about you, Frank? Yeah, I think, I mean, I'm just going to steal Fiona's one that she just mentioned there and, and went into earlier in terms of being able to just check your ego at the door um, because that is, I think, absolutely vital. And I think, you know, I'm not sure how one would, um, I'm not sure how one would measure this, uh, but I think, as Fiona said earlier, we all wanted to do our absolute best for Mark. And so I think that would be a really good thing to try to replicate. It doesn't necessarily have to be that, you know, you are the leader and so that you have to be that person that everybody wants to, but it could just be that common goal. It could be just making sure that everybody really wants to do their utmost for this common goal rather than just, you know, get a chapter published in a collaborative book. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it really, I think it's, I think it's the shared values. Yes. Definitely. The shared values and, and that's one of the things I love about the Rise community is that high high ethics, high um, respect for each other is is awesome. And and just touching on what Frank said, yeah, like for Mark, he he facilitated us, but he didn't like run more he, he had comments to make in between but he really was um, the reason we were able to do it and again he gave us his name. And by giving us his name, we all said, thank you so much. We will honour what you are doing for us and giving us this opportunity. And and hence, we're really very proud of, of the book that we produced. Yeah, yeah. Well, I had ordered it during the live stream, I think, and then or right after. And then I just dove in it this week because I knew I was going to talk to both of you. And for those of you watching and listening, I actually have two more guests of the book coming uh, a couple more episodes down the line. I have Marion and Chad. Marion, who was mentioned before, coming on to talk about their chapters and maybe, you know, have a different perspective on collaboration. So um, I think this is a incredible concept, especially for those who are just starting out and maybe have never written a book. And I, I love this. And I, I really appreciate both of you letting me, um, you know, ask you these questions and getting a little bit of a peek behind the curtain of the community, but also of this strategy of collaborative book writing. I think it has been great. Um, uh, each of you, Frank and Fiona, how can people reach you and connect with you? Um, I put the banner across, uh, that was Fiona shared that is if you want to learn more about the book. Um, if, somebody wants to connect with you, Frank, whether they're in Ireland or anywhere in the world, um, talk to you about either the chapter in your book or about this process or anything. Um, where are you most active and how can they connect with you? LinkedIn all the way. I've just gone all in on LinkedIn. So, um, yeah, I would love if people connected me, connected with me on LinkedIn and, uh, and just send me a message. Uh, that's where I hang out. That's where I like to, to chat to people and get to know people properly. So awesome. How about you, Fiona? LinkedIn is my preferred also, but I am across all of them and I will always, you know, if you get 
find me on on uh, Facebook or on um, you know Instagram. I will respond. Probably not as good on Instagram to be honest, but a little bit slow sometimes to get to those because it throws people into that other other section with all the sort of spammy ones. Um, but definitely LinkedIn's a great place um, to connect with me. And yeah, sure, if they want to talk about the book, about the process about community, about online events, whatever. <laughs> okay. And then the last question I had, Frank, you mentioned um, if anybody's interested, if you're a marketer and you're watching this or you're listening and you want to check out the Rise community, where do they go, Frank? Yeah. So go to uh, Mark Schaefer's website. So you want to go to businessesgrow.com slash rise, and that'll bring you to the page for the Rise community. And you can just reach out to Mark and, uh, let them know that you're interested and um and yeah we'll hopefully see some people in there in in the rise community awesome well thank you both for being with me fiona um good night i know it's late where you are frank enjoy your lunch if you haven't had any yet i'm gonna start my day a bunch of meetings this has been a wonderful wonderful um talk with both of you i'm really excited that you're my first a dual interview of 2023 and looking forward to talking to the other authors of this, um, the most amazing marketing book ever. Let's hold up our book one more time. Yay. Thank you so much for being here with me today. And I will uh, be back next week with another episode of Strategy Talks. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much. Bye.